songs. Hey everyone, welcome to Why Mommy Drinks. This is Betsy Stover. And I'm Amanda Allen. This episode, we have a very talented person. Uh, I'm going to say he's an actor, but I feel like there's many things that you do under this umbrella. You write, you're a comedian uh, of taxes. sorts, you know. I pay taxes. Okay. An actor. Oh, okay, you pay taxes. <laughs> John That's Ross Bowie. That's where most of my Bowie. taxable income comes from. John Ross Bowie, he's Hi. back. So glad to be back, guys. Yeah. Hi, thanks for coming back. Oh, thrilled to be here. Um, so I have three kids. They're all boys. Eight, seven, and three. I have three kids. I have an eight and a half year old boy, and uh, almost twin. Si- uh, uh, I'll just say it because I'm. They're, yep, they're six twin six year old girls. They're almost twins. Yeah, they're almost twins. They're, they're like, like oh, almost twins. Apart. They're three but... months apart. It's a weird phenomenon. <laughs> it does happen. Yeah, <laughs> they're incredibly rare. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so twin. We'll just say six year old girls. They turn six next week. I won't be here. Yeah. <laughs> See, I up until the <laughs> moment, the moment that the clock goes to, you know, midnight, I will say like they are five years old. Yes. And then the moment that day hits, then I'm like, nah, now they're six. It makes sense. Wesley's been telling me, though, that technically they are six because you have that first year. You're one. You've lived that year. So they've lived six that years. That was always a mind fuck for me as a kid. I'm like, okay, fine. I feel like there's some other culture that, that counts in <laughs> utero or something, but I don't know what we're it not, is. We're not even talking in utero. No. We're talking like the, the period where you're not yet a year. You're not yet a year. When you're counting in months. Or oh. if you're me, I just say my kids are zero. Right. You've right. lived for a year. So they've lived for six years. Right. Almost. Oh, you guys. So what you so our whole concept of what an age is is the stuff you've finished. Right. Not where you're in the middle of. Not where you're in the middle. Look. Like your 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 5-year-olds are coming to the end of their 6th year. Right. Jesus. Hey. Oh man. Time is a construct. <laughs> oh man. I'm oh, so man. glad the RA is out of town this weekend. Put <laughs> <laughs> a towel under the door. I have an 11 year old and a nine year old. I was trying to figure that out today. How old you? I was like nine and nine and eleven. I don't think she's 12. Yet. Did eleven. Did you forget that my kids are nine and eleven? Never forget that my kids are nine and oh. eleven. <laughs> You idiot. Would you like to cut that? You idiot. Would you like to cut that? No, because no, you and funny. I were both there on 9-11. I mean, we, we were in the city. And we were in the city. I was there, too. You were there, yeah. too. So, yeah. look, we, we, we deserve that joke. We deserve we that joke. joke to we, cope. Yeah, it's so true. And also, I mean, it's helping us not forget. It is. Anyway, yeah, my kids are, are oh my 9 God. and 11. And, uh, <laughs> how, how long have they been 9 and 11? That, uh, since November. Oh, and they wow. would be that way till August. What a joy. It's a joy. So what are your kids doing this summer? They're doing an amalgam of camps. Uh, nice. Um, I think uh, that's the way assorted, to do it. Um, different types of activities. Oh, a flight of camps. A flight of camps. Yeah. A tasting, <laughs> a if tasting you will. A tasting menu of camps. Of camps. Um, they're doing an omakasa camp in that we are the chefs and we are deciding what they're going to do. <laughs> And I don't get that one. They don't like have a it. choice. Omakase is when you go to order sushi and you just, <gasps> it's chef's choice and they just throw. And the next thing you know, you've got like, you know, fish eggs on top of an egg slice on top of, of, yeah. of a piece of eel. And sometimes it's awesome and sometimes yeah. it's dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, I do like that. I do like getting into a food situation where you're a little scared. Oh, okay. We were like, oh, so God, you'd like it. I'm very nervous. I don't think this is going to be good. Like, that's fun. It's like a roller coaster of food. I yeah. like that. Yeah, very much so. So they're going on a roller coaster of camps, <laughs> and <laughs> we will be, and we every year we go back east to see some family. So we're going right. to do that this year. And uh, yeah, I'm, um, our, our oldest is, is, I mean, she technically started middle school this year, but she's oh. going into seventh grade. Wow. Holy shit. She's going into seventh grade, which is mind-boggling for me. Yeah. Right. And with that comes all the rights and responsibilities there, too. You know, the, the, she's encountering some girls who are maybe a little on the mean side. Mm-hmm. Um, and she hasn't really discovered boys in that sense just yet. But really? TikTok, That's only good. Matter of time. Well, yeah. Only a matter of time. I know. Um, and, I was uh, just stressing about that today. I'm just like... What? I feel like about whether or not boys like you. <laughs> they do, Betsy. Really? Betsy, they do. Well played. Well, I'll oh my pass God. you a note. I will <laughs> absolutely pass you a note in algebra. But I. No, I was like, oh, I wonder. Like, I don't get the sense that my eight-year-old has 
romantic like I don't know. I don't yeah. think he's like awakened in that sense. Yeah. But I'm not sure and I worry sometimes that it will he he will awaken and I will have not noticed it and I'll be like sort of derelict in my in my duties as a parent to apparently, like Apparently apparently it is heralded um uh loudly by the arrival of the ten minute shower. <laughs> ah Apparently that's when you know. That's what I've heard from my my friends with older boys. That is thank you. Because they know they won't be walked in on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Can we do that on the podcast? No, no. I don't know if we can. Oh no, we can, we can talk okay. about all that. No, yeah. Can't. Um, oh, I no, I was out. thinking about it. I think we oh, were both like oh. it's nightmarish. It oh, is the I'm worst so thought scared. in the world. Right. My precious boy <laughs> defiling himself. It is the worst thought in the world. I'm not ready for anything. It's like an Eli Roth movie. It's, just, <laughs> it's terrifying and upsetting, and it'll stay with me. And it'll be controversial, <laughs> and they'll push the release date. <laughs> so when your kids start to masturbate, it's like torture porn. Is what I'm saying. Got it. Oh, Got it. God, Betsy, you're killing me. She hates to talk about sex stuff. Yep. Yeah, it's terrifying. Oh. So far, so good. They don't know how to... Um, they have iPads. Mm-hmm. They are not allowed to keep the iPads in their rooms with them okay. at night. We take them out. Do you and- have all the setting? Do you have it all like... Restricted, we do, yeah. and um, we, um, you know, I don't even think they know what a browser history is, so uh, we can go in and check. And it's, right. it's all just completely like parks and recreation memes, and all, we're all for it's totally cool for the time Minecraft, being. Minecraft, Minecraft, a lot of Minecraft, a lot of you know, you know, Chris <laughs> Pratt saying dumb stuff, and God bless him, you know, it's great, it's totally, it's totally fine so far, yeah. Uh, we shall see. <laughs> <laughs> I make I I make everything so restricted, and it pisses them off so much because yeah. they can't do the things that they want to do. And it's not like they want to look up porn, <laughs> but they do want to do stuff that I, you know, I've like cut the route off of, right. you know. And well, they, they, I've got it set up like cause we have a PS4, which daddy enjoys as much as the boy in fact when they're when i go home tonight daddy's gonna treat himself to some red dead redemption but there you go you know there's games that you can only play if you go online and play where it's like yeah, yeah. no that's you're not gonna do that but like you're all games gonna... are like that these days they all have the option but there's some where it's just like you can only go out there and play with strangers and you're not doing it. i don't Oof. need no you know, so, i mean it's not even a question of like it's not even a question of you know of sex offenders and stuff like that it's just i don't want them to be introduced to the dark corners of the internet and just the loonies yeah. who say awful things to you. You know, yeah. I don't need my kid called the N-word by some loser who's playing Sonic. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I just, it just doesn't sound fun. And so I'm just trying to kind of put that, I mean, you're not going to postpone it entirely, but put it off until we can have a really decent conversation about yep. it. Yeah. I hear you. Uh, they, they, my kids play a lot of iPad games where there's like a chat function and you can't t- take it off and... And then I'm like, well, do we fucking take Roblox off? Like, do we yeah. take word chums off? Like, these are like word chums. What's Come word on. chums? It's just like um, it's Scrabble. It's like uh, words with friends. Okay, yeah. look at that. The, the uh. name is even a ripoff. <laughs> it's words with friends, but you can't turn the chat function off, and so you're playing with all these strangers who can who can chat with you. And my kid, you know, my oldest is eight, um, and it's hard to explain. Um, <laughs> pedophile grooming behavior without explaining what pedophiles are yeah. or like why that's yeah so yeah. We're, we're constantly always like dancing around it he's like why do you not trust me and i'm like it's not that i don't trust you and it tells oldest time though it's not that i don't trust you it's just the rest of the world i could take or leave yeah <laughs> and it's the conversation i had to have with my mom and and so Same. on and so forth wait you know? so you both would take word chums off I would probably take word chums off. I don't yeah. want them. I don't want even even stuff where um, where they have to approve a friend request. I don't even want them getting friend requests. What about Minecraft? Minecraft. There's... Walter and I play together. Walter and I play together, but we um, we're on the same Wi-Fi, so it's just it's just a question of you know he sets up the the world and I'm able to hop in, but there's nobody else oh. who has access to it. Ah, um, like so story just, mode. He like, and I. Um, I don't know. He and I just making. I le- I, do I'm it together? A, I, yeah, I'm it's a like Minecraft a fan thing. because it's um, Legos you don't step on, you know? Yes. I'm, I'm keen on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to get him 
Because he really is into, like, I can, you know, get out here and kill cows. And, like, let's build stuff. And we do. We do. We build stuff. Yes. Yes. And, and you, let him, you let him go whole hog, and it's fascinating. And they're just, like, he'll make, like, he'll yeah. make a, a staircase out of bookcases. And it's, yeah. just, it's really fun to watch. I, I'm pro. I have to say, I'm generally speaking pro Minecraft. Okay, that's I, I good. I think there's something. Good to know. I think there's, you know, anything, moderation in all things. You can definitely mm-hmm. overdo it with any screen time. But... But Minecraft doesn't doesn't set off my um, my buzzers the way other does because it is essentially creative. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> I, we've talked about this before, but I'm sure you didn't hear me talk about it. Uh, my kids like to read a lot of Minecraft fi- fan fiction, uh. <laughs> like books and books of fan fiction. Yeah. Walter's not that interested in that. He has one. Thank God. He has one. That's the worst. He's on a kick with a um, British author named David Walliams right now mm. who writes um, kind of um, just kind of silly, fun stories that are age appropriate. He has a, a book right now called uh, Gangster Granny, which is... Uh, <laughs> that sounds great. The kid thinks his grandmother's a criminal. Um, David Walliams. He's, he's a big Walliams. hit in Walliams. It sounds like you wanted to, see, you want to say Williams, Williams, but it's Walliams. Yeah. He, he actually was a, he's a comedian. He was on that show Little Britain. He was one half of Little Britain. What? Oh. Yeah. Um, the tall guy with the head of hair, oh. not the little guy yeah. with alopecia. Yeah, that's David Williams. <laughs> ah, yeah. So he's a children's oh, book writer in, in the Great UK. And he's huge in the UK, and he's starting to break in here. But it's uh, a fun recommendation if you're if your your kid if you want to sort of steer your kids away from Captain Underpants and they still want to be grossed <laughs> out, but they want actual words on a yeah. page. Yeah, I, I recommend the Williams. That's a great books. recommendation. Uh, my, I don't know if this is a mom hack, but. Mom hack? Mom hack. Something that's really helped us get our kids to read a lot is uh, is our Kindles. Really? They, they have Kindles that can't access the internet to like do anything except for download books. And it's like they, they enjoy that it's like a screen. Like yeah. it's like screen time, but right. it's books. Right. And they love their Kindles. Really? Yeah. You can put a Kindle app on on uh, on an iPad. Yes, you can. But then they'll just play Minecraft. Right. <laughs> but you, so you've got them. You've got, you, they have a designated Kindle that yes. can only go shopping on Amazon, and that's it. That's correct. Just shop for books. That's pretty cool. Although, yeah, that's the only thing. Is every now and then you'll you'll be like watching TV, and it's like two a.m. Uh, you know, cats in underpants. Blah blah blah. Two oh eight. Uh, dog man. Yeah, it's like wait, what the fuck? The, I guess they, I don't know if they wake up. 4.30 a.m., Lady Chatterley's lover. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they do some, like, ambient shopping Which for books. Which is <laughs> <laughs> um, Here, I'll start All right. today. Let's um, hear it. What broke you? So, I don't have a story, <laughs> but uh, I was thinking about what's, like, been breaking me lately. And the thing that's been really breaking me lately uh, outside of my eight-year-old and his never-ending negativity and <laughs> criticism. Criticism of you? Me. I mean, everyone, but mostly me and his three-year-old brother. Okay. It's so negative, and it's so never-ending. But, <clears throat> you know, in real in life, like outside of being a parent, I think generally I am fair... I like to think that I'm pretty confident and like sure sure of myself and how I'm doing things and uh I I know that I I do I try to do my best and generally I think I'm good at things and uh and in addition to that I think I generally kind of don't give a fuck anyway like what what people think and if they like it and if they don't um but the thing that's been breaking me a lot lately about parenthood is just sort of like the second guessing, like second guessing, third guessing, fourth guessing. Yeah. Like I no longer, like in my younger days, I would lay in bed and be like, oh my God, I said something so stupid to that person. And like, I can't believe, and I would replay it. Mm-hmm. I don't do that anymore. But I do in a parenting way now. I'll be like doing whatever. And all of a sudden I'll be like, oh my God, we never should have sent him that school. Oh God, everything's a failure and I'm the worst and I'm ruining their childhood. And like, it just spins. And so, yeah, it's just like a constant sort of like, yeah, I I second guess a lot of my choices and I'm in constant sort of fear that I've fucked up and I'm 
not seeing the road signs that say, you know, get off in this exit. And I'm just going to keep barreling in the direction I'm going in. And then I'll look back and be like, oh, no, I fucked everything up. So, yeah, that's what's been breaking me lately is I'll, I'll be fine and I'll feel confident. And then every now and then I'll just spiral into this like, oh, man, like and I'm second guessing everything. Like we shouldn't live. We shouldn't live here. We shouldn't be living in this house. We shouldn't be living in the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should be back east with our family. Um, I, we should be putting them in more sports. I should be paying more attention. I shouldn't be working. I should be home uh, making sure that everything's good for them. Uh, like, it just, like, it just goes and goes and goes. And um, uh, You realize that if you were home all the time working with them, you'd be second-guessing that, too. Mm-hmm. I hope. I, I mean, right? You would be. That's, that's my only sort of saving grace. And you'd be second-guessing mm-hmm. it in the same, with the same end to what's best for my children. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd, hmm. be, you'd be worried that... You know, oh, am I giving them? Am I not giving them independence? Am I not giving them right. enough self-actualization? Mm-hmm. Um, do they need to get out and and learn? Am I hovering? Yeah, am I yeah. hovering? Am I a helicopter parent? You know, and I, I feel like, and I'm. This is coming from one of the top-notch second guessers of all time. I'm uh-huh. in a constant state of, of self-doubt okay. and concern that I mask with this horrible bravado. <laughs> but <laughs> I feel like even if you were the sort of person who's like, I'm quitting everything, I'm just going to be a mom, I feel like you'd be really worried about screwing them up in that direction yeah. too, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So yeah. I guess we just need to, I mean, the general, and I bet this comes up a lot, is that we need to go easy on ourselves. Yeah. Yep. I know you don't give advice, <clears throat> but I think no. that's a pretty safe yeah. We could all probably stand to go a little bit easier on ourselves. Well, my parenting mantra I've always tried to adhere to is, eh, it's probably fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's my parenting mantra. Like, when I start to freak yeah. out, I just need to say that. I, I want everyone at home to try that next time you're, you're spiraling. Just, eh, it'll probably, it's probably fine. You know, translate it'll probably that into fine. Sanskrit, and we got something here. <laughs> you should get a tattoo. Yeah, that's my... It's probably fine. Right. That's like my Lindsay Lohan breathe on yeah. her wrist. Yeah. yeah. Um, you are enough. Sark quotes. Yeah. What? Sark? Yeah. What's Sark? She's an inspirational quote. S-A-R-K. Yeah. Oh, God, I haven't thought about Sark in years. <laughs> yeah. She writes these books that yeah. each page is just an inspirational saying in yeah. her handwriting. Yeah. And it's Deep funny. It's down. so easy to make fun of that stuff yeah. when you're in your 20s and then <laughs> and then it's this life raft in your 40s. Yes. <laughs> yes. It is a fucking like, life raft in your now. 40s. And you're like, oh, okay. No, yeah, I'm not present at all. I really do need to be more present. Yeah. If breathing helps that, then I will fucking breathe. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll spend all day breathing. Bell I am breath. sorry, Your Holiness. I have been disrespectfulness. May I touch the hem of your garment? Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I love Care Of. Oh, what is Care Of? Their subscription service that delivers vitamins and supplements customized for your specific health needs, and they send them right to your door. How do they know what your specific health needs are? Well, you just fill out a cute little quiz. It's real It's real fast and yeah. easy, it's and it's online. actually kind of fun. It's right there, yeah. Yeah, and they Great. just ask you kind of like, what are your health goals? What do you What do you want to improve? How much sleep are you getting? Yeah. yeah. Are, are you doing a lot of exercise these days? Yeah. Are you feeling down these these days. Yeah. So they're going to ask you a lot of different questions and then they're going to give you a personalized vitamin and supplement plan just for you. And they're going to send it to you every month as long as you want it. And if you don't want it, you say, stop sending it. So easy. So convenient. comes right to your door and it's exactly what you need based on what you, what you say you need. Yeah. With summer approaching, you can make your health and wellness a priority again. The other thing too, is that care of, make sure that whatever you're putting into your body comes from the best sources backed by honest guidance and transparency available all to you on their website. And the thing that I like most about it is that it's really convenient. I don't have to go to the store and look at all these aisles and have no idea what I need and how much. Um, they they figure out for me, based on the answers I give in this quiz, uh, what is going to serve me best, what's going to give me an upgrade in my 
healthy lifestyle. So the and the, the other thing too is they come in these little packets, mm-hmm. and now the packets are compostable, so you can put them in your compost, and they'll break down, and it's it's even better for you to have your vitamins. But now it's also not so bad for the environment. I love it. I really do love care of. I was feeling really kind of like lethargic lately and ever since I've been taking them I can I can't you know I'm feeling a lot better and they also have a lot of cute little things these little what do they call them boosters yep they're like little pixie sticks with vitamins and all sorts of stuff in them and they have one that has like caffeine and you know b vitamins and it's to help you wake up and there's another one that like if you're feeling like kind of like maybe you're going to catch something uh, like a cold or something, you can take those. I really liked those. Those are very tasty. <laughs> they really are like pixie sticks. Yeah, and they have protein like, powders too, Yep, um, which are great for you and maybe your kids. They have them all sorts of delicious flavors. So for 25% off your first Care Of order, go to TakeCareOf.com and enter WMD. So for 25% off your first care of order, go to TakeCareOf.com and enter WMD. Heck yeah! Lola is a modern approach to feminine care. It's a female-founded company offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, liners, and all-natural cleansing wipes. It's founded by women for women, which That's is pretty awesome. Right. So, you know, stuff like pads, tampons, the FDA doesn't require companies to say what's in them. So it's so crazy to me. Insane. So (laughs) so the founders of this company, Jordana and Alexandra, they decided they were going to make 100 percent organic products with no added chemicals, fragrances, synthetics or dyes. So here's how it works. You get to pick what you want, and they will send you what you need every month. Yep. And you know, Aunt Flo is coming. She comes for a visit every month. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're going to be like, what? I don't need this stuff. <laughs> so you can make a subscription, and you can get all the things that you need every month sent to you. That's totally right. customizable. It shows up at your door depending on what you've ordered. It could be based on absorbency, frequency. That's right. And you know your body best. So Lola will give you four ways to tailor your Lola subscription to perfectly fit your needs. Um, you know what we love best about Lola? Yes. It's because for every purchase, they donate feminine care products to homeless shelters across the United States. That's so awesome. Which is very awesome. This To me, I am truly so proud that Lola is a sponsor of our show. I believe in their company. I believe in their products. They have top-notch stuff that's that's not harmful to your body. And we can't say that for most or maybe if any uh, of the stuff that you would find on the shelf at your local drugstore. But this stuff can be sent right to your house, BPA-free applicators, everything's really environmental, it's not, you know, it's gynecologist approved, hyperallergenic, it's, stuff is individually packaged and perfect for on the go. So if you want to try it, we have a special code for you. So for 40% off your first month's subscription, visit mylola.com and enter WMD when you subscribe. That's right. 40% off your first month subscription. Visit mylola, L-O-L-A, dot com and enter WMD when you subscribe. What has broken you, Miss Amanda? Uh, I'm, so this is actually a, a future, a future story. It hasn't happened yet. Whoa. She's incepting this brokenness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's happening tomorrow. And I, I've been thinking about it since this morning. So uh, my kids are in camp. They're in rock and roll camp this week. And because uh, it's L.A. Because <laughs> it's L.A., sure. Because, yeah. Uh, I, so all of the kids, what they do is they go for a week. They pair them up into bands. They all learn a song as a band. And then they perform it on Friday. And it's awesome. And the kids love it. And all three of them are going? So this is the first week okay. that all three are going. Okay. So Wesley's always done it, and it's been his thing. And the girls have been wanting to go, and they finally made the cutoff to be able to go because they, they could handle it. Um, and so Emmeline is learning the bass, and Benny is the lead singer in the band. Oh. Yes. So she's... oh Yes. Well, Did we'll she see. choose that? 
job. She chose it. So oh. Benny has a confidence thing. Uh, like she got an award for improving her confidence at school and then crumbled to the ground and cried in front of everyone because <laughs> she's incredibly shy, like okay. painfully shy. Is that shy. the one I met earlier? No. I met the other she one. was okay. in the bed going, I want to see him too, but I'm not going to. Well, go. here, let's oh, use so. your music knowledge right now. There had to have been some lead singer like uh, like the guy from The Cure or something like who would maybe sing and just have their hair on their face and not look at the audience? Yeah, there's 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 all sorts of... I mean, do you guys remember the shoegazer uh, scene in the early 90s? Sort of atmospheric British pop, My Bloody Valentine, Ride, bands like that. They were called shoegazers because they literally would stand up there and look at their shoes. Okay. Oh, and uh-huh. they would play this kind of dreamy, yeah. you know, feedback-laden music. Play and some uh, of that for her. Maybe she'll be somehow inspired. There's also the really bad example of Andy Partridge from XTC, who was a terrific front man, and that because he had this horrific Valium addiction, oh. and then he got off Valium and couldn't perform live anymore. And XTC Ooh. don't do uh, don't do live shows anymore. Have it was they, his Dumbo feather. It, it was his Dumbo feather, yeah. precisely. Yeah, he it was his security blanket, huh. and he his wife made him get off. Wife made him. Wife got him off of Valium. <laughs> you know how broads <laughs> are. <laughs> broads constantly not letting me have my painful benzodiazepine addiction. <laughs> um, great documentary about XTC that I watched because I'd known he had he had chronic stage fright, but the stage fright didn't show up until he he got off Valium and then oh, went out there so was sad. like, oh, this is awful. Um, but you know, the, you know, one of the greatest songwriters of of that era. Um, but yeah, there's gotta be people who are dealing yeah. with, they're not all Freddie Mercury's out there. Right. There are, there are, there are front <laughs> men who are, or Beyonce is very shy in real life. Oh. She goes on as Sasha Fierce. Right. She has to create a persona. That to makes perform. sense. Anytime I've seen her actual, yeah, like that's why no one can imitate her. Cause she's, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah. Cause she's like quiet. Yeah. And like, I watched her documentary and it was fascinating because it was so, uh, like she's just so not what you think when you see her on stage. She's just quiet. You and kind think of you like know, second but you don't know. Yeah. She second guesses the whole I bet time. She second guesses. Yeah, I you bet think she so? Guesses. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's human. And she takes she takes some bold choices and uh, and chances in her music. And mm-hmm. I, I bet there are moments where she's like. This is weird. Am I going to keep that red lobster line in there? That's weird. Should I keep that in there? I don't know. I don't. They're going to have to bleep it for the radio. I don't know. I don't know. If I was her, and I love the red, you know, the red lobster line I'm talking about. If you fuck me good, I take his ass to red lobster from Formation. That's great. It's phenomenal. It is a it is a short story. It is like a Raymond Carver short story yeah, in yeah. one yeah. line of, of of pop song. You're right. It is. And but there had to be oh, moments Raymond where she's like Carver. crossing it out. Writing it down again, cross you out. Yeah. yeah. yeah my kids are going to hear this. I don't know. Yeah. I love this image of Beyonce, like, oh. up late at night while, like, Jay's snoring in the other room and she's at, she's got a green light and just sitting, like, one of those, like, sort of old fashioned yes. green lights. And she's sitting oh, like at, a library. At her, yeah, at her yeah. desk and she's just got balls of paper on the floor around her. She's really having a time with this new song. That's a fun image to consider yeah. her. I want Fuck her to be me as... and take me right. and take you to Red Surfboard. Grinding on that wood. Mm. <laughs> uh. Oh, you're better than this. You're better than this. You're better than this. <laughs> That's good. I'm going to remember that next time. Next time I'm second guessing myself, I'm going to picture Beyonce at her desk. Second guessing herself. Second guessing herself in front of that green lamp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She goes to sleep at night and she's like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be Beyonce. Maybe I should move to Oregon. Yeah. Maybe I should buy a tiny house and tour Canada in my tiny house and homeschool, you know. And <clears throat> she does. And then <laughs> and then she's like, oh, shit. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to France. <laughs> So back to your oh, story. So, um, so they. So Benny's going to be a singer. Benny's going to be a singer, and they give them all a song, or they can choose the song. The band can choose the song. And being uh, that this is the second week of rock week, I uh, I didn't ask. Oh, what songs are you all learning? The first week I was like, what song are you learning? This is awesome. And this week I've just been like, I don't know. So about. <laughs> Two days ago, I was like, "What song? What song are you guys doing?" And Wes was like, "I'm doing Under Pressure," and I was like, "Cool." And then the girls were like, "A song called Closer," and I was like, "Okay, uh, what is it? What is that song?" And then uh, I found out um, it's a song by Halsey and the Chainsmokers that's very popular, and 
completely inappropriate Uh-oh. for six-year-olds. So um, uh, I think the first line is something like, hey, I was drunk at the, on the day that I met you. Oh. Uh, the, the chorus is like, uh, baby, pull me closer in the backseat of your rover. Uh, oh, that song. Yep. That I know we can't afford. We ain't never getting older. I mean, it's a great song. And then they, like something about pull the sheets right off the mattress. Ooh, that ooh. you t- Like it's all. Gracious. About oh, getting goodness. fucked and being high and drunk. And so I was like, oh, oh no. How does that work with my my five-year-olds? Now they're five. My five-year-old children um, <laughs> singing in front of. Adults and so uh, Caton took them to school or to the to the camp and asked the lady and was like, "What is going on with the song? Because it seems like the language might be a little inappropriate." And she was like, "Well, it is. The original is, but we teach them the kids Bob version where they change all the words." Of course. She goes, "The one problem that we are having <laughs> is that Benny can't read and she knows the original lyrics and refuses to sing." Oh shit! Hilarious. So tomorrow. Oh, shit. We're going to sit there, and it's going to be all these parents. <gasps> Wait, the performance is tomorrow? Yes, in front of all the parents, and oh, it's a packed house, every time no. packed. And she's going to be like, baby, pull me closer. Like she, and we tried practicing yeah, it this morning. Yeah, yeah. We're like, let's listen to the song. And we played the kids' rock song, and she was like, this is not the original. This is not what the lyrics are. And she gets shit. really mad and refuses the sitter even came when she dropped him off today, and she was like, yeah, Benny's refusing to sing the... <gasps> <laughs> like, she's a purist. There will like, come a time when this story is hilarious. Yeah. Yes, please oh, videotape taping this. it. Good, 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 good. I'm going to just stand there and be like... <laughs> it's, it's like when Wes made the Trump Who's joke in the improv class, and I was like... <laughs> Sorry, everyone. <laughs> like, yeah. well, Wes uh, is playing um, bass on Under Pressure tomorrow. Yes. That's pretty we bad. We talked a little bit about that. Yeah. He, I asked him when instrument he played. He said, bass, do you know what that is? <laughs> so I gave him the back of my hand. Yeah. He was like, off um, I was like, listen, Jaco Pastorius, take it easy. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, John Ross Bowie has recorded whole albums as a bass player. Um, but it was it was actually kind of awesome, and uh, <laughs> we even talked about because he's doing the he's doing the dum 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 yeah. dum dum, um, and uh, that's very exciting. Uh, <laughs> actually, take video of that and send it to me. All right, I, I, I legitimately want to see that. Yeah, and very my serious. my son's learning uh, guitar. Uh, yeah, my son's taking guitar, and he is. <laughs> I think your listeners will understand the distinction. (laughs) But he's trudging through a crazy little thing called love right now, which is only like four chords. Um, But um, it's fun. I mean, whatever, even if he, even if he, he never gets anywhere with it, just the discipline to like, and the, the, the eye hand coordination of that stuff is so important. And I really wish I'd done it as a child and I didn't. Yeah. Um, I had, I had, I was in choir, but that didn't, I was singing all the time anyway, like an idiot. So it didn't really, it didn't, I didn't grow necessarily that much from choir as I would have from like learning an instrument with my hands. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking, cause Wes was talking about how hard it is cause he loves drums and bass was a little different and scary for him. And he d- he was like, you know, I, it's a lot of pressure to play the bass in that song. And I was like, yeah, you're under pressure. And he was like, stop it. So okay. Okay. He can't leave you open like <laughs> no, that. No, I had to take it. it. Yeah. So then I was talking to him. And yeah, I was that's like, his fault. That's on him. I was yeah. like, you know, it's a really, I know it's hard, but you have to get through the hard and then it becomes fun. Like then it's easier and fun. And I was yes. like, I was like, your hands will get calluses on them and you'll practice and practice and then it won't hurt as much. Yes. And then you can do it more. And he was just like, okay. Like, that's what I tell my improv students essentially. Yeah. yeah. You got to do all the shitty, you like, slog it through parts so that you can fly yeah. later. Yeah. yeah. If, tell him to, to stick with bass. Yeah. And tell him this joke. Okay. What do you call a drummer without a girlfriend? Homeless. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) That's not even the meanest drummer joke I know. (laughs) Honest to God. What's the meanest drummer joke you know? Um... No, maybe that is the meanest. The, the uh, <laughs> uh, a, a close second is uh, what do you call a guy who hangs out with musicians? A drummer. Oh <laughs> yeah. shit! <Aww. laughs> yeah. Oh, 
it's yeah. ice cold. Yeah, no, they're the they're second class citizens. It's rough. And the thing is, you need one. And if you find one with a kit and a ride, you worship that guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, oh, that's. But yeah, that's the, funny. The, the, some of them are just. Uh, My high school boyfriend was a drummer. Yeah, did he fit any of the? Uh, <laughs> I mean, any of the stereotypes. Um, he was kind of. He was. Yeah, I felt like he was always kind of a second class citizen because yeah, they kind of hide you back in the back and. No one's really asking you your opinion. With very few exceptions, you have to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have to sit down. Um, but, you know, they... <clears throat> I've lost your drummer demo. Oh, the drummer <laughs> moms like, out there. Enough! <laughs> Enough! Turn that off! Uh, John Bowie. John Ross Bowie. SAG, um, AFTRA. Um, uh, uh, that is how I, I'm sorry. Do you, do you not know I wish to be addressed that way? <laughs> so Laugh all you want, but I have, that's what my kids tell me. I'm done with that dad shit. They got to know how I make money. <laughs> no, no. Use my professional. We are, we are a proud union household. <laughs> I'll be addressed by my designations. Um, you know, I had a weird thing, uh, um, so here, here's a thing that happened while my son was at camp. He's at camp, um, and there's a kid from his school who's taking camp with him. Nice. And um, I like the kid, and I like the mom quite a bit. The mom's really cool. Um, down to earth. Um, I don't um, remember what she does for a living. I, I feel like she's... No, she is in the business, but she's not an actor, um, which is, you know... <laughs> that's L.A. That's L.A. You know, it, it's, you know there's going to be a lot of actor parents out there. Walter brings his favorite snack, which are salt and vinegar potato chips. His friend from school, who was joining him at camp, says, oh, say that really slow. And he says salt and vinegar very slow. When you say vinegar very slow, you end up, by default, saying the N-word. And that is what this kid was trying to get my son to say. And... You know, the general rule is the word is completely off limits. Yeah. And Walter actually came home, knew something had gone down, yeah. told me about it. Oh. And he was under the impression that you could go to jail for saying the N-word. Now, I love I, I, that. <laughs> I, 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 I love that someone has led him to believe that, and I may perpetuate that with my own kids. Because I'm okay that's with that. Hilarious you know, and I really amazing. like to keep the word out of his yeah. mouth. Um, uh, and, and, you know, it's it's... I'd love it if nobody used the word, ideally. It's got a really ugly, ugly historical context. Yeah. But I really do not want my my blue-eyed, light-haired kid tossing that word around. And I don't love this other kid tossing it around, Did either. the other kid who, I assume he was a uh, white kid? He is a person of color. Oh. Kid's a person of color. Um, the kid is, um, uh, the the mom is, um, is I want to say Pakistani. Okay. Um, and we had an incident in my, in my daughter's word school where doesn't belong to his. No, it's not necessarily the sort of thing. I mean, I'm sure like if you went 150 years back and well, you got we into some all... sort of colonial thing, I'm sure there were people who looked like him who were being called that word. Right. I have no doubt, having read you know enough Rudyard Kipling that that was that was probably how that was. But that's not his word to say. It's not his word yes. to say. It's really, I would love it for people. No nobody's word. word to yeah. say. I, in 1993, when I taught high school briefly, I went back to my old high school and taught for one year. You know this, Betsy. Mm-hmm. And I had a rule in my class that, like, just don't say it in here. I don't care oh, who, who you look like. That's and crazy. You had to make hard. that rule. It was hard. But they were screaming it out the window at kids who were down. I'm like, do not Whoa. scream that word out the window of my class oh, like, but I can say it like I know you quote unquote can say it but yeah just because you can doesn't mean you, you should didn't yeah um, so oh wow so so, my, so here's my my question did he say anything to the kid or to anyone there at camp I he didn't say anyone to camp I okay. said I think he said I don't want to say that word and just kind of dropped it that's my a, question that's is do I go to the mom and I mean I'm not going to shame this kid this yeah kid's, this kid's He's my son's age. He's nine. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, you know, people are going to. I think the things you do at nine should haunt you and follow you forever. Listen, I'm not sold that this kid should be on the Supreme Court, but (laughs) I, I, I don't, I'm not going to, you know. Tell me his name. I'm going to make sure nothing. I'm going to not break out the, the, the torches and pitchforks. Um, but I, I feel like the mom should get a heads up. I think so too. Right. I would want to know. I would want to know too. I'd want to know too. Yeah. I'd want to know if my kid was doing that, if he's playing with the word, if he's, you know, starting that kind of 
Because I would also want to know yeah. where the fuck he heard that. Yep. Like, who are you hanging out that's with? That's a weird trick. Yeah. That's yeah. a weird trick. I mean, mm-hmm. I, 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 you, you think you can't be surprised by racial slurs anymore. And then someone, you know, sneaks that new thing into your, like, oh, wow, yeah. I guess that is a way to say the N-word. Ugh. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, How did uh, I get this many decades in and yeah. I've never heard that? Thank you. Wow. Um, so, yeah, it was a... Um, <laughs> I'm going to share that with my most racist relative. It, it, it didn't quite break me. It was interesting because a, a similar right. incident, there was an incident uh, at... Um, at my daughter's school, and my daughter's a couple years older, and it hurts a uh, middle school and high school combined. Nine eleven, I didn't forget. Yes, thank you. Um, so <laughs> they, um, so she had a similar incident where there was an email that came out where some kids had used the word um, uh, to each other, and I think what? it was in jest, and but Ugh, still, yuck, and. And they didn't BCC the email, so the the it became this email chain of like nobody knew who who had done it, oh. but it happened. And but all the parents in the sixth grade got this oh. email, oh. and so that means we could all respond to each other. And it turned into a shit show. Oh no! It, it, the email chain was, and they were calling for like these kids should be kicked out. And I was oh. like, you know, golly, they're eleven, and it's a terrible word, um, and. But maybe but we should just teach them the right. This is a teachable moment. And yeah. then it came out that the kids were Latino. And I'm like, okay, <sighs> there is not enough Latino representation at the school for us to. This is this is the this we are the brink of a very good cultural discussion right yes. now. Yes. That we have to hash out. Yes. Um, it, it's it's just a. We have a chance to really, really improve this generation. And you can yeah. make fun of PC all you want. You can make fun of woke culture all you want. But my kid is terrified to say this word because yeah. he knows how it was used to make people feel less than. Yeah. Yeah. And and I didn't know that growing up. And you didn't know that growing up. Yeah. Really? No. I mean, because I. Because we no. didn't really have people around us being like, don't ever say that word. And no. here's why. That's no. not okay. You're, you know. You heard cops say it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that'll screw you up. Well, and also when we were growing up, I would, we would hear, I would hear relatives say that word. Yeah. And I grew up, the way I was taught was, um, you just kind of ignore it. You don't say anything like, hey, that's not okay. Don't use that word. Or, you know, you would just, you would just sort of freeze and then. Act like it didn't happen. Right. Right. And that's how we all learned. And what I feel like it wasn't until pretty recently that culturally we've all realized, well, that doesn't work. We can't do that anymore. Yeah. Just to freeze and be like, oh, it didn't happen. I'm just going to ignore it. Right. We have to kind of call it out. Yeah. So, I, I mean, if I were you, I would talk to this mom and, but, you know, just approach it as if your kid had said it, you know, like of just like, I, I trust that you're doing your best job. Yeah. And I trust. And I think she is too. Yeah. I think she's a good mom. I really I'm I like this lady. I think she's super cool. You don't use these words yeah. or these jokes, but here's what your kid said. And you should know so you can, you know, yeah. set them straight. Yeah. I would want to know. This one time, my kid was, um, he wore like a, what did he wore? He had like a tutu or something. And he wore it to Junior K. And one of his friends, it, it, he had two little friends who were twins, and they made fun of him. Uh, There's like, ah, oh, tutus are for girls, blah, 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 blah. And, um, and I was there, and I was surprised because I know their mother. I know their father. Like, their, their parents are super smart and really, like, just thoughtful interesting people like i love their parents um and uh i was so surprised that uh and so i was like no like anyone can wear whatever the fuck it was he's he's wearing a tutu because he felt like wearing a tutu or he's wearing pink because he felt like wearing pink anyone can wear pink whatever the fuck it was and um and so later i told the mom that that had ha- oh because she and i had been talking she was like hey i heard something at home about something happened and i explained what happened and she was so shocked and so appalled that her kids had teased my son about that because also it, it was something they talked about all the time at their house um because uh one of their one of the twins is very um even though they were they're both girls is very uh 
masculine in, in demeanor. Mm-hmm. And so that that's what was so shocking about it too. It was like, well, but you're, but, but you don't adhere to gender, gender norms, norms yeah. but you're making fun of this kid for not adhering to gender norms. It was very strange. So anyway, but it was a, I had a really good conversation with that mom because yeah. we were just like, kids are fucking weird. What yeah. the hell is that? Yeah. Like, sorry that happened. Yes. No, I, I understand. No big deal. And, you know, like, move on. Right? Yeah. And hopefully she'll have a really good talk with him and he'll be changed forever and he'll know better. That right? is the hope. I mean, because if you don't say anything, then he'll fucking run around saying that stupid joke to everybody, right? He'll be in college saying that joke, and everyone will just be like, oh, I'll just pretend like it's not happening, (laughs) you know? It's tricky. It's really tricky stuff, because what happens if they do talk like that, you know? That's the other thing. Like, what if they do? What do you mean? Like, What if your own kid comes out with that? What if it's your kid, or what if that kid's parents talk like that, and they don't... Right see the yeah. problem. Right. I mean... I think that would be the I, most tricky. I think that, that the mom's going to be pretty taken aback. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I think, yeah. I, and, and not just because this is Los Angeles. It's just I've, I've talked to her and I, I, I feel like uh, I'd be very kind. surprised if she's if she's tossing that word around with any regularity. Um, I'd be surprised if anybody would. I, it's always jarring. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think it's jarring for everyone. Yeah. When, when we were kids... Uh, so I grew up in Florida and uh, and... When I was born, like my first, the first neighborhood I grew up in, I was uh, a white girl in a black neighborhood. And so I wanted to be black and didn't know I was the outsider in that space. And then quickly learned in the rest of the world, I wasn't, um, or at least the way the world presents, I wasn't, uh, but I remember going, my brother and I would get flown up to upstate New York, uh, in the summer to visit my grandmother and they don't, there was no people of color in the town. There was one Asian family and that was it. What like, town? Uh, Richfield Springs, New York. Where's Richfield Springs? It's right by Cooperstown. Oh, okay. So, um, they, uh, we would go up there and I remember my brother and I walking around and all these people would be like, you got black people in your school? Like they would ask us <gasps> the weirdest oh, questions and it was just so jarring to us. And we'd be like, yeah, why is that a thing that you're asking a kid you just met? Like yeah. it was constant. They all wanted to know what kind of people we went to school with. Why? I don't know. It, I still find, like I think about that all the time. It was the first time I had ever really come face to face with like Blatant white racism, you know, I mean, you see it in ways, but like when you're a kid and you just see it, it's jarring to you Mm -hmm. where you're like, oh, that's just not. And when you're white, you're protected by it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I'm sure any black kid would be like, uh, duh. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's tough. It's tough subject matter, but it's something that we all come up against in different ways. Well, our kids... I mean, I'm sure we all have had moments where our kids say something where it's we're shocked <laughs> and we're like, where the fuck right. did you hear Remember that? Remember when Wes called the cake, what, white, this tastes like white pussy? This tastes like white pussy. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. And my kids have said <laughs> shit where I'm like, chose four. who has implanted this idea in your head? Because it's not coming from me. I know where it came from where with him. It came from me. <laughs> He's still reeling on... <laughs> Tastes like white pussy. To Dolomite records around here. Like, what happened that oh. you? Yeah, that. So that was like one of our first stories I ever told because it was at the girl's birthday and we got the tres leches cake from uh, Porto's, and then we all were sitting down eating it. And Wesley, he's four, and he just was like, "This cake tastes like white pussy," <laughs> and everyone in the room was like, "And I laugh when kids curse. It's my like kryptonite." Yeah, sure. So I was like. <laughs> Because clearly he doesn't know what he's talking about. Right. And it's so disruptive and crazy. And then, like, my mom's sitting there. My cousin Don just keeps eating. Like, yeah. And I just was like, and my mom was like, no. And I was like, don't make it a thing. And then, uh, so she goes, I'm sorry, what did you just say? And he said, I said it tastes like white pussy. And we were like, really doubled down on it. Yeah. Well, and we were just like, oh, Really, no. this society is Are just... you deaf? It no. tastes like white pussy. Come on. <laughs> did I crazy. stutter? <laughs> <laughs> Wowzers. He heard it at the park, playing with kids at the park, I guess. It, yeah. 
So he in what? No, you know what I. No, want. I, I went like older I kids it at was, the park. He was at like a Parks and Rec camp, and yeah. they couldn't control who was at the park playing with the kids. Right. And so when I went in, I was like, "He's four. I need to know that he's being like where he is and who he's playing with yeah. is being controlled." And then they were like, "We can't give you your money back." So I just started screaming, "My four-year-old is saying." Pussy! And then they were like, here's your money, get out of here. Nice. That's all it takes sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it, it takes. Totally, it was like, what? And then, <laughs> yep. Yeah. But that's, but it is jarring because yeah. you're like, oh no, you're innocent. Yes. And you're saying these things that are very non, these are like terrible, terrible words. Yeah. Uh, Walter had his shirt on backwards uh, the other day on Sunday. And um, he and his sister fight a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, what are you going to do? And they're in the back seat. It's a long drive to Malibu. We were going out to to splash around in some tide pools on Father's Day. Yeah. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to take my kids out to splash around in tide pools. Do you go to Leo Carrillo? Uh, we go south of Leo Carrillo. We go to El Matador, or uh-huh. we go to the, the one right across from the Malibu Country Mart. I can't remember the name. The Lagoons. Yeah. The Lagoons. It's I really, need to go there. I can't believe we haven't. Oh, it's just, pretty, but it's, just, it's it's minimum an hour drive. Yep. Um, doesn't matter what time of day. It's just there's always going to be traffic. But so we go there. They've been in the back for a really long time. They get cranky. Nola says, "Your shirt's on inside out." Walter goes, "Do I look like I fucking care?" Oh. <laughs> wow. And we were like, "Hey!" And of course, we're weeping with laughter. <laughs> just, we uh, incapacitated. We're like, hey, yeah, uh, hey, young man, that is not okay. He used it so beautifully, though. I um, mean, it's a great usage of it. The, the thing is, we've never heard word one about him saying that at school. Yeah. He's never yeah. dropped an F bomb at school. He has dropped a couple at home. And, yeah. and, <laughs> So part of me is like, so it's our horrible, like, dark little secret here in our home, I guess. But and even Nola cracked up. I mean, it was just <laughs> incapacitated. And unlike the white pussy thing, he knew 100% what he was saying. Was he pretty proud of himself? He was. Well, he was pretty proud of himself because he saw his... He saw his parents going into paroxysms of laughter in yeah. the front seat. So he, mm-hmm. you know, he knows they're not the easiest laughers in the world. So yeah. he, he, he <laughs> patting himself on the back silently, I'm sure. Nice. Um, <laughs> but uh, sometimes you just have to enjoy those moments. And uh, uh, yeah. My eight-year-old wear- Rex wears <laughs> his shirt backwards all the time as if he does it on purpose. And every single time I'm like, Rex, you should turn your shirt around. It's backwards. And he's like, I don't care. No one cares. And I'm like, well, people might think it looks weird. And he's like, I don't care. Like he's, he gets like angry about it. Yeah. I don't sense. know. Anyway, you can see John Ross Bowie and I on a very great show that I won't shut up about American princess. It's on lifetime. It's every Sunday night. You can also get an iTunes subscription if you don't have lifetime on your cable. Um, and you get it on Amazon too. And on Amazon. Yeah. Oh, that's great. On am, am great. And that also just means you can watch it on all your devices. Um, John Ross Bowie is a care. Do you come back? I don't. Okay, so no, you, what, do, you do a ton more. You do a, a lot more episodes than I did. Um, <laughs> you're a solid. I'm a guest star. You're a solid recurring. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, anyway, but you can definitely see uh, John Ross Bowie on that show. You play a really fun character, um, and and I just showed up last week, and you're gonna see, or well, who knows when where where we are in the time machine here, but you're gonna see me on the show. Um, you have a pivotal moment in the final episode. A couple yeah. of pivotal moments in the final episode. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. So don't miss it. It's important. It's must-see TV. And uh, your wife, uh, Jamie Denbo, yep. who's been on this show before, created that show, and it's based on some of her own life experiences, and it's just, it's funny and it's raunchy, and uh, and it's also kind of sexy and a little romantic, yeah, I think. it's got a lot of things off to offer. Yeah, yeah it really does. So, uh Check it out. Do you have anything you'd like to promote? No, I'm in an <laughs> aching chasm of unemployment right now. 
And he, I, honestly, I'm starting to like tell people with a great deal of pride that I lost two jobs in May because it takes quite the journeyman actor to lose two jobs. Tell in everyone. One month. I was on a program called Speechless that was canceled, and then I recurred for 11 years on The Big Bang Theory, which we knew was going away. What but, show was that? Um, Big uh, Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory, a little mm, cult. I don't. No, um, I don't think I don't. Got, I don't you know, have a TV. Yet. Really, if you guys can find it, I'd love to get some eyeballs on that thing. It really, uh, <laughs> it really it deserves an audience. Um, uh, you know who I met online the other day randomly because I got tagged in a weird post. I met the guy who dubs my voice into Russian. Uh, on Speechless? On, no, on uh, Big Bang. Spe- that... Speechless has not yet made it to oh. the former Soviet Union. But, oh my God. Um, but the guy who 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 dubs Kripke and Galecki, he does he does he me does and Leonard does both voices and changes them slightly. And mm. I was like, okay. And he's his English is obviously better than my Russian. But I was like, do you? affect the yes. speech impediment yes. in Russian. He Wait, just, can you tell everyone what it's Sorry, yes. In uh, case... the, the character of, of Barry Kripke um, cannot pronounce his R's or his L's, and they come out as W's, so he's Barry Kripke, who is a, uh, a swing theorist at, uh, at, at, uh, at Caltech. Um, oh, that's and... like Benny. Benny talks like that, my Aww. daughter. <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's one a very... day she'll be a character on yeah, Big Bang. I oh. Hope so. oh no, she won't. Um, uh, she'll be in the uh, the twenty forty reboot. Yeah. Um, so anyway, he has this very pronounced uh, uh, and somewhat exaggerated speech impediment. And uh, so I was asking the the Russian guy if he he does it. And he goes, "No, he just he just plays it obnoxious." And I was like, "Well, that's that's one way to do it too." That was my Aww. initial choice. <laughs> My initial choice was just to make him obnoxious, and then they were like, oh, he should have a speech impediment on top of that. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And uh, 11 years later. So they gave it to you. They told you to do the speech impediment. They sprang it on me in the audition. Oh. I I was like, all right, I'll try to do something. If you could do sort of a subtle liquid L, and I'm like, subtle, you got it. (laughs) My specialty. Elmer Fudd thing comes out. Here we oh, are. I want to hear him do the voice. Oh, but I guess he doesn't do the speech impediment. Oh, do you want people to follow you on uh, social media? Sure, Please? I'm on wait. I'm on social media way too often at John Ross Bowie across most platforms. Excellent. Cool. Very good, John Ross Bowie. So You're doing glad to be a, back. It's so nice to have you back. Thank you for coming back to the show. Yeah. You're doing a great job. Thank you, sir. You. Thank you. You guys are doing good jobs. You guys are doing really good jobs. I've met, I've met most of your kids. <laughs> I, I like them a lot. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you too. Your kids are a joy. No, thank you. They're hilarious. They're pretty funny. <laughs> I mean, there's, there are lots of other things too, but no, they're, they're very funny, funny kids. Uh, you're doing a great job, Amanda. Thank you. I'm going to hold on to that tomorrow <gasps> when, it, when she sh- oh, shines. Wow. When she's I'm... up there singing, what is it, Me So Horny by Two Live Crew? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I want to fuck you like an animal. Is that oh, the song? Yeah. Yeah. By Nine Inch Nails? Yeah. What would that kid's bump be? <laughs> hug you like an animal. I want to hug you. Specifically a koala. <laughs> I want to... I want to hug oh. you like an animal. I want to cuddle you from the inside. No, that's no, too dirty. No, that doesn't work cuddle you from the inside. <laughs> Next time I want to have sex, I'm going to say that to my husband. No. I want to cuddle you from the inside. Oh. Go get the porn safe. <laughs> you know it's not called a porn safe. Talk safe. Thank Talk you. Safe. <laughs> Thank you for getting us right on track. Hey, if you like the show, please subscribe. And, you know, it's a free show. So a way that you can pay us is to rate it and review it. Yep. And if you like it, uh, make sure to tell your friends about it. Tell everybody, Mm -hmm. especially tell your mom group. Mm -hmm. Please follow us on Twitter at Mommy Drinks Show and on Instagram at Why Mommy Drinks Podcast. Like us on Facebook. Yeah, join our Facebook group. We have a great Facebook group, That's My right. Mommy Drinks. That's right. It's a whole community of listeners. It's super fun. It's super supportive. Also, send us your parenting nightmares. Send us your shit shows. Email them to us at whymommydrinkspodcast at gmail.com. And you can leave a message on our hotline. Copy with your shit show. 424-279-884. Copy with your shit show. 424-279-884. Copy with your shit show. 424-279-8842. So you might find yourself dreading the fact that uh, your kids are about to sing about fucking in the back of a rover. 
or you're just second guessing everything that you're doing in your life and parenting. Or you realize why you shouldn't say salt and vinegar and you shouldn't say it ever. You realize you need a new favorite potato chip. Yeah, Cheetos. <laughs> no, not even that because that's Trump. Oh, chips are ruined. <laughs> There's no good chips anymore in the world. It's all we just gotta fucking... get a clean one in here. Cool Ranch. We can have a Cool Ranch Dorito among friends. <laughs> okay, okay. I don't even know how to end it. You know, sometimes we're just gonna end it. Sometimes you find yourself too tired to end your own show. Damn it, that's right. Also, you're doing a great job. My mommy drinks. Campfire. <laughs>